Hey guys, today we're going to try and do a discussion again and talk about our series Finding Satisfaction. In it, we talked about how to be happy. How are we finding satisfaction in success and pleasure and relationships? Today though, we're going to put that in a practical way and talk about the steps and the process and what it actually looks like to find the satisfaction. So let's talk about that. So I think the first step, if you will, in the process of finding satisfaction or how do we find satisfaction is learning to desire contentment. Um, I would say that contentment is one of the virtues that on its own is not really that desirable. Whenever we first think about what contentment is, um, it seems like something that maybe is sort of settling or something that's not um, that attractive to us. But I think if we can pause for a minute um, and sort of behold contentment, then I think that we'll be able to find an inspiration to desire it, an inspiration to want to have contentment. One of the best verses I think that outlines that is in 1 Timothy, I think it's uh, chapter 6, in verse 5. Basically, uh, Paul is discussing with Timothy um, about um, other Christians, if you will, who are basically trying to use Christianity for their own gain. Um, and they're trying to um, sort of take advantage, if you will, of Christianity and sort of talking about how that's not healthy. But then he sort of takes a step back and kind of does a sidebar with Timothy and he says, but you and I both know that godliness is a means of great gain. And then he says, when accompanied by contentment. So what he's basically saying is that contentment is the key to unlocking the benefits of godliness. And whenever I thought about that, the, the Psalm that came to mind actually was Psalms 103. In it, basically David is um, reminding himself of the benefits of godliness. And so uh, I'm just gonna read the first five verses there. He says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Then he goes on to list the benefits. He says, who forgives all your iniquity, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you with steadfast love and mercy. And then here in verse five, I think is the, the benefit that's the most relevant to our series here. He says, who satisfies you with good so that your youth is renewed like the eagle. And I think out of all of the virtues or all of the things that are in Christianity, I think the one that is probably the most applicable to that benefit is contentment. I think that contentment is the one that really enables us to receive that benefit of satisfaction. So if contentment enables us to receive satisfaction, um, maybe we can talk a little bit about, uh, Monica, you can talk a little bit about the antithesis of that or um, the opposite I think of contentment is covetousness. And how does covetousness then prevent satisfaction in our lives? Yeah, I think um, that we can all relate to that first moment when we start opening the door where we see something that we might want and that can be in all of the categories that we'll be mentioning today. And um, when we do step into that and we start looking, oh, well, it's okay. And in some way we justify and we step out of contentment and we walk into and start down this road of, oh, I... I just want that. It's just a little something, or maybe it's something big and you somehow justify like that it's okay to, um, to start going after something that you don't have and that like it, you start making it kind of a goal of yours. Once we start going down that road, we generally find ourselves adding on just another uh, something or in another area that we can um, start, like let's say we were in something with relationships and then we jump into like our success and our career like okay well maybe you know we've opened the door to not being just content 
and we start going down these roads that um, we can't find ourselves satisfying all of this because in the end there's an infinite amount of things out in this world that we can want and desire the lord made many things that are enjoyable and if we continue going down this road it can be never ending yeah and i, I think that maybe is almost like the trap of covetousness i don't think yeah. that covetousness comes and basically says hey i'm covetousness um and i'm going to hold this carrot out in front of you of satisfaction for the rest of your life I don't think that's really how it presents itself. Yeah. I think that it's it's the trap or the the trick, if you will, to covetousness is it comes and it says, hey, I have figured out why you aren't happy. I know what's missing. All that you need is this carrot. And then he gives you the carrot and he lets you eat it. But then once you eat the carrot, it's gone. And then he goes, hey, yeah, that didn't quite work, did it? That's okay, that's okay, I've got it now. I know why you aren't happy. I figured it out, you need this apple. And then he gives you the apple. You eat the apple, it's gone, and the cycle starts over. Oh, yeah, no, I get it. That didn't quite work, but I've got it this time. I know what you're missing. You just need this one more thing to make you happy. And I think it sort of strings us along in that way. And that's sort of the pattern of covetousness. And you can see where that pattern um, sort of keeps that, that satisfaction just outside of reach. Mm -hmm. But even if we want to turn away from covetousness, the problem is that we have to first identify whenever we are coveting. So let's talk about that as maybe the second step to this process of finding satisfaction is identifying whenever we are coveting. Um, let's start with maybe a basic example or a basic definition that's very practical for what covetousness is. I think that we're coveting any time that we look to something external to be satisfied. What I mean by that is that any time that our happiness is conditional on something in our circumstances, then we're coveting. And we gave several of examples of this throughout the series, and I thought maybe I'd just share a personal example um, from one of the, the topics in the series, which was success, and how I look to success um, for satisfaction. So um, I'm a planner. I, um, I had a very detailed plan um, coming out of college and even before college um, where I knew exactly how I was going to be successful. And it was even in Christian terms. Like I knew how I was going to be successful and make an impact for God's kingdom and that was what I was going to do, and I knew exactly how to do it. And of course, as soon as I stepped into that plan, it didn't take but a few months before God started to reveal to me, like, this is not what my plan is, and this is not what you're going to do. And whenever I realized that this wasn't what God wanted, it hit me pretty hard because I was almost sort of angry with God. I was like, God, all that I'm trying to do is to please you, to do what you want, to build your kingdom, to do good things, to be successful for you. This is what you asked me to do. I'll give it to you, but I don't know why you keep on changing your mind here because this is what you asked me to do in the first place. And I just heard that still small voice say, was I, was I the one that asked you to do this? And I realized, huh, maybe not. Maybe I was the one who needed this. And that's what led me down that road of realizing that I needed that success to feel like I was doing a good job to feel basically satisfied, to feel fulfilled, to feel like I was doing what I was called to do. I had to be successful. Mm -hmm. And once I realized that, going through that process of rather than looking to success for that satisfaction, looking instead to Christ and looking instead to God, I want to just be with you. Of course, I want to be successful. I want to have an impact for your kingdom. Those are good things. I want to do mm -hmm. those things. But all that I really need is to do whatever you want me to do. So just tell me where you want me to be, tell me what you want me to do, and I'm happy doing it. You decide what success looks like, that's fine. I'm not really worried about that. All that I really need is to be with you and do what you call me to do. If I can do what you call me to do, that is my success. 
Um, and so just sort of realizing that he was the source of that satisfaction rather than achieving some level of success was what's going to finally make me feel fulfilled. Helped me to kind of identify the covetousness that I was going through there and instead reestablish contentment by looking to him for the source of that satisfaction. Monica, maybe you could share um, from one of the other two posts, whether it's relationships or pleasure, um, about maybe how you've looked to that sometimes for satisfaction mm -hmm. or how that plays itself out in you um, and what that covetousness looks like. Yeah. So um, in the post, we really discussed, I think, uh, relationships with marriage and that can flow into, you know, friendships or um, even desiring children and stuff. You can see covetousness come out. But I wanted to talk about pleasure because I can really relate to that. Um, as Joseph knows, I um, love to find something new to do. I love the thrill of life. I like change. And um, that is a struggle for me is to have that almost like a need for that to be happening for me to feel happy. Like if I am doing the ordinary mundane things day to day, it is so difficult to me. Um, and I, I, then I feel like I step out of contentment and I say, no, this is, it's almost like an identity. Like I need this, like this is just part of me. I, I need to go and do something crazy every single day or something new or, explore something or change something like I just changed our kitchen and um, it can be healthy but sometimes whenever you are stepping from that just um, a, a desire that can be good and enjoyable you know God made everything you know many enjoyable things we can then step into that need to make us happy and that is when I recognize is that like I we will plan a trip and I'm like, no, let's not plan this out. Let's do it right now. And I can get disappointed. And it's like, I can see that I needed that to make me happy. And if it changed, you know, my satisfaction, then I, I see like, I think I might've been coveting something mm -hmm. new, something fresh, you know, or just anything in that, that area. And it, it just, it's a difficult thing for me. And surprise, we have another guest today. Evelyn decided that she wanted to join us. She was tired of sleeping and ready to party. So we're gonna have her join us for the rest of the set. So um, basically I thought what you said there at the end was really good about, I think one of the most fundamental ways that I identify whenever I'm coveting or really whenever I'm lacking contentment is whenever I realize that I'm not satisfied. Yeah. Whenever that satisfaction leaves me or maybe I just don't have it, that's a lot of times what I can realize, like, maybe I'm actually struggling to be content right now. Mm -hmm. So um, maybe let's let's transition from there. We've talked about how to develop a desire for um, contentment. We've talked about how to identify covetousness. If you will, the third step in the process, I think, is developing that contentment. How do we actually do that? How do we actually develop contentment and reject covetousness? Um, the first piece to that, I think, is whenever we recognize that God is the source of our satisfaction. All of these things, whether it's relationships or pleasure or a smiling baby, um, all of these things are good things that we're meant to enjoy. But whenever they become sort of the source of our satisfaction, in other words, we need them in order to be satisfied, we feel a void if we don't have them, mm -hmm. then they rob us of the satisfaction that they are actually, or the joy that they're meant to bring us. Mm -hmm. But if we shift that instead to see that all that we really need to be satisfied, the only thing that will really fill that void, in other words, is God then we're able to enjoy those things and experience joy in them. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, I, I think 
now I think really to take this to that level of how do we actually develop contentment? How do we actually reject covetousness? I think it comes back to the same thing that came um, from the forgiveness series to a discussion with God, mm -hmm. just sitting down and talking honestly with God about mm -hmm. where you are. Mm -hmm. So in other words, rather than essentially part of the idea of identifying covetousness is so that we stop going from thing to thing to thing to thing to fill that void and stop getting mm -hmm. distracted, if you will, by all the things out there that promise satisfaction. And instead, taking a minute to say, God, I actually, I'm not satisfied right now. I'm not feeling content right now. Mm -hmm. And I could use your help in feeling contentment, in feeling satisfaction. Why am I not satisfied? Maybe you don't even know, and that's fine. And God can really help to sort of walk through that process. And I think it's that conversation where he develops that virtue of satisfaction in us. Mm -hmm. Monica, maybe you could share a little bit about what that process has looked like for you. Yeah, so um, I've found myself definitely in a place where I just wasn't happy in a general sense. Bless like, you. I mean, in a deep way where I felt depressed, it was just, I was desperate almost to find something to satisfy me, to find something mm -hmm. that would take this away. And I, I think there's a place for, you know, a deep sadness and grieving and all of that. But um, this was a, in a different time where it was like I was looking out externally and that was creating this depression in me that um, I was, you know, not being fulfilled in by anything that I was, I mean, I was on the search and nothing was um, fulfilling that. And I found myself in um, coming across Psalm 1611 and it says, uh, you make known to me the path of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence, with eternal pleasures at your right hand. So I, I realized like that part where it says, you will fill me with joy in your presence. I realized that's where I find this. That is where I find this joy and this lack and the satisfaction. This is the foundation and then you, once you have that fulfillment from him, from sitting with him and being in his presence and, you know, growing in relationship, I mean, he's our creator. He created us. He is, you know, the one that knows all the ins and outs, like that's going to fulfill us. And then from there, we can enjoy all of these wonderful things. But whenever it is that we are taking him out and trying to fill ourselves with other things or whatever it may be, fill in the blank. And then um, we realize like, oh, these, think like a puzzle, these aren't fitting into this space and only God has the right, you know, shape, let's say, to, to fit in us, to fulfill and fit that. And then we can, you know, function in a healthy way to be able to go out and enjoy in abundance, like he has given us a life to enjoy um, all of these different things in relationships and 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 our careers and our callings and um, you know just uh, pleasure in you know our marriage and whatever it may be you know any kind of pleasure I you know I like I said I like gardening and I like um, you know anything that's thrilling we those are good things those are you know great things to have and enjoy yeah. You know, I, I think honestly, my, my own experience uh, has been really similar in that, um, you know, I can recall a time where I was sort of on a vacation, I was in someplace beautiful, and I was just sort of hiking, looking around at nature, and I just realized like, is this all that there is? Like, mm -hmm. is this as good as it gets? Mm -hmm. 
and that's what sort of led me down this road of wanting to sit down and talk with God about, God, why am I not happy? Why am I not satisfied? And I, and really the answer to that was, you haven't really been spending time with me. You haven't really been in my presence and I have joy to offer you. I have satisfaction to offer you. And I think whenever we find that we have, that we're struggling to be satisfied, oftentimes that is a symptom of not getting enough time mm -hmm. with God in yeah. his presence, because in his presence is fullness of joy. At his right hand are lasting pleasures or pleasures forevermore. And um, even, even his instructions to us help to teach us how to live life so that we can fully enjoy it and can enjoy the good things that life has to offer. So hopefully this helped to make the series very practical for you. Um, we're grateful for uh, you spending time with us here in doing this. And if you haven't had a chance, then take a look at the other videos in this series. Thanks. If you would like more content, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. You can also find videos of our content on the Loving Theology YouTube channel. Visit us at lovingtheology.com to find all of our posts and links to our references. You can also subscribe to our email at our website or follow us on Instagram or Facebook. Thanks again for joining us.